the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. She said that every living creature on Earth dies alone. Hey. It's bad dog Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. I'm not The more you know who you are and what you want, the less you know. I've had a rough year, Dad. You want an unwritten life? I want an unwritten life. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be. I think you just gotta find something you love to do and then do it for the rest of your life. Conversation anyway. Yeah. Probably before the end of the call, they'll sum up by just telling it to you again in some other shorter fashion. So. <laughs> I. I <laughs> I could you. never be a teacher. <laughs> you said you could never be a teacher. Yeah. Yeah i i wouldn't I wouldn't want to take that on either. Uh, I mean it, it's it's like having a thousand children, and I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> Except you don't <laughs> love them. Discussion. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> the ones I love are the ones that never call. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll talk to him once a month and be like, I haven't talked to you in a while. Like, yeah, man, how you doing? Uh, although last, yeah, last night, this switching back to nights thing, man, my head is just not in the game. Are you able to sleep during the day yet? No. Yeah. I've slept like three or four hours every day this week. Yeah. Uh, but last night, this dude who I've known for years, um, uh, called in and we were chatting and he was telling me about uh, I knew he was a gamer and he was telling me about he finally broke down and bought a uh, Oculus oh, Okay. and he was like man all I do is play Vader or Marvel I was like see that's the only reason I'd want to get one that and the like Beat Saber thing he mm-hmm. was like oh you like Star Wars I was like yeah he was, we were talking he was like uh yeah, I don't know how passionate you are about Star Wars, but like I got some, I'm pretty passionate about it. I said, well, I'm passionate enough that I have a Star Wars podcast. And he said, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah. He was like, you have a podcast? I said, yeah. I said, me and my cousins, I said, my brother, before he passed, uh, we started a, a, a Star Wars podcast. I said, I've been podcasting for ever in a day, it feels like. And uh, he was like, what is it? And I was like, well, it's the X-Wing files if you want to subscribe on iTunes. He was like, no, nah, I got Android, man. You're not on Spotify? I was like, eh, I never submitted to Spotify because we kind of just rip music, so we just get kicked off. And he was like, well, I can't listen then. I said, yeah, you can. Just go to the website. Um, <laughs> he called me back like two and a half hours later. He was like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> I was like, you don't listen to a lot of podcasts, do you? No, that's awesome. It's the best thing ever because he knows you. Yeah. Uh, that's always uh, the key, the extra the extra bump. He said, it's like I'm just listening to people have a conversation. Like, y'all are just talking. Like, it's not structured. It's not. I was like, yeah, that's kind of just the way we do it. A lot of people do not like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I do not want to hear y'all ramble about shit for two hours but why not that's all we do 
Yeah, I, I, those are my favorite podcasts. Like I, the structured stuff is good too, but like I just want to hear people talk. <laughs> well, I like I can't even listen to film spotting anymore because it's too structured. And I love I love those guys. I love what they have to say. I love what they do for movies. But like the, um, I listen to this podcast called Blank Check with um, Griffin yeah, and David. The, yeah, you've told me. I've listened to it before because you've told me about it. Yeah, they um, they definitely like have a structure in what they're going to talk about week to week. But they are like the joke is like they get they're friends with this guy, this director, Alex Ross Perry, who's done well, he's done some really good movies, but they're smaller. So they don't they're not like Marvel movies, like in terms of public awareness. Um, but they get him to come on. And his joke is like every time he's trying to break the record for the longest episode. And they don't talk about his work at all. It's not like it's like, let me talk about me. He's like, they're talking about the movie of the week. And they talk for like two hours and 50 minutes. And like, they usually don't start talking about the movie itself until like an hour and 10 minutes in. Because they're talking about films that are like this reminds them of or some story about an actor who's in the movie. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're supposed to like break down the plot. Uh, so the movie starts with and it's like hour and 10 minutes in. <laughs> it's just like, I'm like, this is my happy place. I love it. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, my favorite podcast ever is the one called "Tell Them Steve Dave." And oh yeah, it's literally just three dudes like talking, and either you know, sometimes it's crappy. It's like all they did was just like bitch and complain about everything. But then, I mean, sometimes it's just funny because they're just like going at each other, or you know, uh, being uh, self-deprecating or whatever. I just I love it. So. Yeah, I've, I've listened to three or four of those on your recommendation, and I totally get the appeal. I, I think it's like uh, the personality meshing puts you where, like, like I think blank check. You have to like those guys a lot to enjoy what they do, and then like the same thing with your podcast. It's so, like those guys. I like I get this, and it's entertaining. It's fun. I just don't feel the same connection. So that's a lot of time investment. <laughs> so, but, but like. Uh, but so I totally get it. But it is kind of weird how podcasting has kind of become like that, though. It's not like they're factions warring against each other. It's just like my personality type meshes with listening to these people talk for four hours versus not those people for four hours. And that's really all podcasting is anymore, except for some new stuff out there. But it's 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 weird how it when we started, it was like, OK, we're going to do this in the first section and this and this and this and that and I think I only listen to one podcast regularly that is that structured. Um, and even then the sections are so loose and open. It's, it's almost comical that they have sections. Yeah. I don't think I listen to anything on a regular basis. That's structured. I was listening to, uh, the one with Joanna Robinson, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Vision, which are, I, I haven't, listen to it lately are they doing falcon and winter soldier they are because i i honestly think because of the success of um the wandavision one um because usually okay. they just they just change shows so like um gosh what just they they might pick like a mini series that just started or or something like that but they um but they just kept with it because why not you know yeah i've, I've watched 20 minutes of falcon and winter soldier of this week's or overall in general? Uh, overall. I, oh. and, and it's not because I don't, I wasn't interested. Mm -hmm. I just, uh, I've not been able to carve out time for anything, really. Yeah. Mental space. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm, I've kept myself so busy. Like, I I do not watch TV at all anymore, which is really weird for me. Who are you? Yeah, a, a dude with some kind of weird life. <laughs> hey, you know, it's better than a dude with no life. I don't know, man. I miss watching all these TV shows. <laughs> yeah, I um, I watched. I've been. I get up super early, so I just get up just a little bit earlier on Fridays now and watch whatever's on Disney. Um, and before I work, you know, so I, like I watched it like at four o'clock this morning. <laughs> um, I kind of miss. I like the length of the episodes better than the WandaVision length. But I miss the WandaVision length because it was so much easier. I just get up like 25 minutes earlier and could watch the whole episode. But now I'm yeah. like, it's 50 minutes long and they're not doing, like the credits don't run. Like part of the WandaVision runtime, what it would say like 43 minutes, but it would be like 10 minutes of all the international credits. And now it's not doing that, I don't think, or doing it faster. So it's like, it says 50 minutes and it's you're watching it for 47 minutes. Yeah, I wonder if they caught a lot of flack for that because i i heard that complaint from a lot of people or like would get excited i'm like oh wandavision's like 40 minutes I'm like no it's like 28 minutes and 13 minutes of credits well, so it's got to be people too who probably complained because they were waiting for um an after post-credit scene right like if it's that much longer then there's something to see um but like, no nope. <laughs> Um, so what did you think about WandaVision? I loved it. I really did. I think that, um, I, I've, so I sort of, I feel like in these conversations, my inclination is to reach for the, uh, complaints that I've heard. Um, just kind of, if I can get them out of the way, then you can kind of know my whole opinion. Um, and so my complaint that I've heard the most was like the ending turned into like a typical Marvel movie. And my of first thought when, I, yeah, but I, exactly. I'm like, what, what did you expect? <laughs> Um, but at the same time, like when Wanda chooses to like do the right thing at her own personal grief sacrifice and like the vision stuff is really cool. Like where did the other vision go? And like, there's a lot of threads that are like, but like visions talking to each, I don't know, emotionally it really paid off, but then it still retained its Marvel thing. So like, I wouldn't even look at it and be like, you change man to Marvel, but I'm like, you did really good, man. <laughs> or woman in this case. Um, and, and like, it, so I, I really enjoyed it. I thought all the way through, I mean, that whole thing, it blew up on Twitter, but that line about um, grief is just love persevering, man. <sighs> Stab me in the yeah. heart. Um, and, yeah. For, for real. I was it, just like, yeah, was not prepared for this. Nope. And so, and so much of what their decisions were and like visions kind of, I sort of pictured like, vision in the bubble or whatever they called it the the hex um being like his soul like floating around trying to do what he knows is right but he doesn't know how to do it and like i love that and the the action like i couldn't believe how good it looked like it should have looked like like because it's on tv like it should have been like sabrina the teenage witch from the 90s like but yeah it, it looked great and i kind of I enjoyed that as much as it was fun speculating about big twists at the end or big appearances. I didn't miss any of that not happening. Um, and I'm just really glad they didn't like murder Catherine Hahn because I want her to come back as a crazy witch later. Like, that that just... was the single biggest like sigh of relief I had about the whole series was 
was like, they're going to do the thing that they always do, man. Like, she's going to not be around anymore. And yeah. and they didn't. Like, I, I was just like, thank God. Like, whatever, if it was from the get-go or if just they got to the end and somebody was just like, hey, you know what we should probably do? We should probably not kill this character off because mm-hmm. she's pretty phenomenal. Like, let, let's not hamstring ourselves. Like, you know, it sucks that they have killed so many of the bad guys off through the movies. But, like, I mean, this, this is a pot shot. But, like, Malachis might have been cool to see pop up every now and then. But, like, I mean, I don't really need to see Christopher Eccleston in troll makeup, like, showing up in a Marvel movie. It's like, it's fine. My you know? only argument, though, is that they figured out how to, like... They figure out how to not make mistakes like that movie anymore. <laughs> yeah. And and so like imagine Taika Watiti playing with Christopher Eccleston as Malekith and slipping in a Doctor Who reference and like <laughs> just imagine the fun we could have if they hadn't done it. So I'm I'm with you, but I'm also like, nah, but now this version of Marvel, I would love to see play in that sandbox. Yeah. Um there's enough characters that like I'm okay with the ones um, and, and they keep finding what like the, the big one they just keep finding ways to bring it back like Loki it doesn't matter how many times he's died I mean that dude has died in every movie <laughs> <laughs> well, I, somehow he still keeps showing back up well I love when I hear people like my nerd brain when people are talking about and Loki's back and I'm like but it's not your Loki this yeah. is like a Gamora situation, and you haven't accepted that yet. And I think it's going to be a fun, rude awakening, um, because I think he's going to be so much fun as a total bad guy in this, whatever this show is. And like, he's going to be having fun. And it's going to be time travelly, and it's going to, it's going to be like, I don't know why I'm referencing Doctor Who so much. I've not been watching Doctor Who lately, but it's going to be like a fun, evil villain version of Doctor Who, and I'm like all for that. He's like going to, I don't know the reference from the books, but he's going to be part of like some sort of time force like like um like sword but for time travel and like yeah. that sounds like so much fun like let him just go screw with time and um i, would, I mean not that they would do it but wouldn't it be insane if they could like what if he just like went back in time and killed captain america or something it's just something to be an, an, an a-hole it would just be so fun uh i mean it's funny you go doctor who because i go quantum leap i'm just like oh this is yeah. like evil quantum leap <laughs> It's yeah, no, awesome. no, absolutely. No, no, I, uh, Quantum Leap is a show that I know more about than I have ever seen. So, oh, it's um, such a good show. My boss keeps telling me I need to buy, like, the seasons and watch it. Or if he ever buys them, he's going to make me watch them kind of thing. Um, so, I guess if he ever does, it'll still be, like, eight more months until I see him in person and have to do that. So, <laughs> not have to. It's only have to because I would have the burden of, like, have you watched them yet? So, that's the only reason it's a have to. Yeah, I don't have that. Nobody I work with is interested in anything other than football or golf. <laughs> so, you know, I love that show, Kim's Convenience, and I think you love it too. Um, yeah, I do. Um, so the a few months back, um, the guy who plays Appa, Paul, tweeted about how Space 1989 was like one of his favorite sci-fi shows ever. And I was like, I know this show and it's only because my boss gave me all the DVDs like years ago and made me watch them. Um, so I was like, I'm connected to Appa because of my dumb boss. And so I will give him the credit for uh, giving me that recommendation, forcing me to watch it. So if he brought me Quantum Leap, 
I would definitely watch it. I I think you would dig it. Um, I think I would do. It seems right up my alley. I just have never done it. It, uh, I would I would love to revisit it. I do know for a fact that the music changed from the original broadcast versions. So like some of the songs are wildly just out of place. And there's a few very specific episodes where the music absolutely matters. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of unfortunate. Um, yeah. But it is what it is. Um, I get if you've never seen them, I guess it wouldn't might not feel as like, wait, what? This was not the way it was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like um, I was telling Katie, we watched and I thought we t- you and I talked about this, too, or at least the three of us that I think um, that she watched Everwood, the CW show, WB slash CW show. Um, yeah. And that was one of like that's like a first of all, that show holds up. Second of all, it was like monumentally important to me in high school um and so much so that when the person i watched it with moved away my senior year um and i would i would go to my friend's house who i would say was probably my very best friend um at the time and i would go to her house and we'd watch it on monday we'd have dinner and we watched it on monday nights me and her and her mom and when she left for college like i would go to her mom's house and have dinner but then i was like i can't i can't watch it <laughs> i can't and i never finished it until this watch through a couple years ago all that to say how important the show was to me is that i recognize all the different music rights things they did not get and that they're sub tracks like subbed in tracks like generic emo music from that time period yeah. and i'm like katie you you've really because she really loved the show and i was like you really don't understand like you're getting 85% of how good this show was because part of the brilliance was how well they dropped the music in. Like, The O.C. is a show that was famous at the same time for doing the same thing, but then that show, like, precipitously fell off the cliff season after season after the first year, and Everwood is so good and it maintains, but without the music, it's just missing something, and it just makes me so sad. So, I'm... I'm sure anybody listening will laugh and you can laugh too. But so I I watched Dawson's Creek, Um, not all of it, but I watched enough of it. Um, um, And when it hit streaming, Mm -hmm. however many years ago it was. So the theme song for Dawson's Creek was the, the, I don't want to wait for our lives. Yeah. An actual good song. Yeah. Um, And when it hit streaming, like they could not get the rights. So they, subbed it for like some the worst song ever made (laughs) and the worst some of the podcasts i listened to like those guys and girls were like yeah i was excited about like oh i can rewatch dawson's creek and uh no because every time the theme song starts playing i just want to stab myself in the brain like (laughs) It, that is not the song. This is not how this show starts. I mean, it would be like, um, did, were you a Smallville guy? Yes. Yeah, yes. I mean, it, if Smallville does not start with, you know, some Remy Zero. I mean, fuck that. <laughs> I'm not watching it. <laughs> it. It's, I mean, yeah. No, so we, I don't know. Did you did I not tell you last year that we did like a huge Dawson's Creek attempt last year? No. no yeah, we, we got. We got to like 
episode four or five of season four in the course of like just a couple months which you know for us like we don't binge because katie falls asleep and stuff we're like one episode maybe two a night um and so that's like it's pretty impressive for us um and uh i really hate the show just to let you know really hate the show um it's terrible and so and the whole hill is much better our whole debate became like did people take this seriously or did they like watch it because it was so stupid like what like what was like we had this whole like existential thing about it but finally like this i think the opening song is what i finally was like katie i just can't every time it comes on it makes me hate the show so much more and we're like a hundred episodes in i just can't do or like 75 or whatever i just can't do it anymore and so we stopped watching we may finish one day but I just don't know. Plus, I really like certain characters to be together, and I'm like, they're just not going to be together. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> so, they almost all exclusively went on to better things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Tom Cruise and The Skulls Three, and just kidding. Fringe, Fringe is great. I love Fringe. I think Fringe is his his glow up. Um, but yeah, it was um, whew, that's a show. But either way, the theme song. You're very right. It's super awful. The new one. Yeah. I like the old one. Like I think it's like a fine song. And I don't know if I don't think binging it would hurt it. It was like it was. It's a fine song. I, I really wish y'all. Wait. At one point in time, I think y'all had talked about One Tree Hill, but I wish she's doing it. So she actually goes into our. We have a Hulu with like different profiles, and she goes into our family profile, which is actually was I created for Ezra stuff for our kid, and. Instead, she goes on there to sneak watch One Tree Hill, so I won't see how much she's watching it. But we don't actually have the kind of relationship where I would shame her for that, so that is how ashamed she is of it. <laughs> I mean, I, I get that, because I, I feel similarly, but it is a much better, uh, maybe not initially, it does wind up being a better show. Like, as the kids kind of get into their adult lives yeah it's pretty crazy how like uh straightforward and kind of real it can be rather than like the ridiculous over-the-top soap opera kind of stuff well katie said that what she likes is that it seems to own whatever it is that it's doing so oh, like, yeah. like from season to season when it's getting super dramatic it's like it doesn't care like that is what it's doing and and so they it, lean into it yeah <laughs> like and, and so for her there's a lot of benefit because they're owning it so much she likes it ends up liking it better because of that so i don't know it's just anyway show show shows you gotta watch Falcon and winter soldier yeah it, it was on my list today and then i wound up uh just not getting to it um due to whatever um most of my time has been spent like doing stuff around i, I say the house like i live here it's not my house <laughs> but um, kind of I've a part time there though yeah i've been pressure washing uh her uh my sister-in-law's driveway um little bits here and there uh, over the course of the last week, um, I like completely organized and rearranged her kitchen. Uh, 
today me and Casey cleaned out the fridge, like cleaned it out, like cleaned yeah, it. Scrubbing you know? and stuff. Yeah. Um, That's so we, important. And you don't think of, cause it, it's something, it does something mentally. Yeah. Like it just yeah. does. And you don't realize how your stuff is until you do that. And then you're like, Oh, I should have done this ages ago. Yeah. Um, I, I tried to, uh, you don't know this, but on the back of their house, I'm sure Ryan mentioned it at some point on a podcast, but on the back of their house forever has been spray painted. Uh, fuck you. Ho. <laughs> um, no. Yes. I did not know that. Um, and I spent a good two days trying to get it off finally. Uh, uh-huh. and to no success, like the pressure washing didn't work. The, like paint remover didn't work because it's brick. And mm-hmm. I, I guess it's just over 15 years, it's just baked into the brick. So um, it looks ridiculous now because what I did was went and got the closest thing I could find to a brick colored dull matte spray paint mm-hmm. and just went to the back of the house and was just like, psh, 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 just spray painting over it brick by brick. <laughs> huh. So it's kind of bright red, but the sun hits the house like right there. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that um, in a couple of years that, that red spray paint will just be completely faded. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, her friend said, which I mean, I'm sure she's not happy about it, the bricks being two different colors. But uh, this friend of hers was like, I just it's going to look stupid, two different colors. I was like it can't look dumber than fuck you ho on the back of the house. I mean, huh. you know, like I, I don't, I'm out of options. <laughs> like You have a point. I literally took a wire brush and paint remover to the brick. <laughs> and I, I started getting worried that I was going to like, you know, mess up the brick. And that that's kind of important to the structure of the house. So, like, well, this is the only option I can see. So, you know, um, yeah, crap like that. Uh, <laughs> getting, I tried to get in the attic and get, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, but apparently my brother was a hoarder. Um, I had a feeling. Uh, yeah, Jamie was like, there's, there's some stuff in the attic, but I don't think it's a lot. So I went and got a ladder and, uh, cause it's really not an attic it's more just of a like you know the space above the house mm-hmm. and i stuck my head up there and i looked around and i was like huh yeah that's not just stuff around the edges like it's huh. like pushed to the back and like i'm i'm not crawling up here um yeah i pulled down a couple of boxes though and found, <laughs> we found this uh ashtray from panama city and mm-hmm. it's got pot designs all over it and uh <laughs> It opens like the lid pops off, and Casey pulls it out of the box, and she's looking at it, and it says "hash tray" instead of "ashtray." Oh my god! She holds it up, and she says, "She opened it, and she said, why didn't they call it a stash tray?'" <laughs> <laughs> and so I've been like repeating that joke for 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 over a week now, like two weeks, I think. And she gets mad at me. She's like, "It wasn't that funny." I was like, "Casey, I almost fell off the ladder when you said that. <laughs> it was pretty funny." That's good. It is good. Uh, she's she's a lot more like her dad than she she will probably ever know. <laughs> yeah. 
That's so funny. It's good for you too, man. I'm glad you can see that and like have that. That's really nice. Yeah. Um, her sister came over one day a few weeks ago and me and her, me and Casey were arguing about something and she just looked at her and she was like, you sound so much like your dad right now. It's ridiculous. Uh, my, for my birthday last Saturday, they went. My some friends took me to Ma Bella's in downtown Columbus, uh-huh. and Casey didn't know. And uh, my mom was talking to me about it Sunday, and she said, "You went to Ma Bella's last night." I said, "Yeah." <laughs> she said, "So you got Ma Bella's money, but you want to have Goodwill money?" Because I told her I wouldn't take her to the Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely sounds like Ryan. Why are you so mean to me? <laughs> man that's too funny so what have you been up to well not not a lot um i guess i have some news for you we're gonna do it on the podcast (laughs) um katie's pregnant again good so yeah it's very exciting we're uh we're just um tomorrow i will be telling my mom in person um and so after that up there? no i'll be coming down for a day trip tommy's driving me and ezra um uh, to my grandmother's house and they've all got the vaccine and tommy and i and stuff for quarantining we don't of course transmission's kind of an issue but they're not really going anywhere um and so but we're just going down um and I missed her birthday. Her 60th was last year, and I missed it because of COVID. And so um, doing the right thing, taking a day trip. My grandmother has not seen Ezra or me in uh, maybe a year and a half. It's the longest we've ever not seen each other. Um, it's just been so long. And so we're going to see them. And I've got a wrapped ultrasound picture. Um, we um, basically... The long story short is that the we got a scan this week that was the scam that would put us past the point we were at last year. Um, and but with good news this time, um, and so um, everything looks really good, a lot better uh, in ways that we didn't know to look for last time. Like it had been so long since he was pregnant with Ezra that everything just seems normal because everything seems different. Like she's like, I feel different. So then it's normal, but there's a lot of stuff this time around. We're like, no, this is much more like when you were pregnant with Ezra, uh, meaning that it's much more normal. And her doctors are back Her New doctors. We got rid of the last doctors for various reasons. Um, anyway, so we're in a safe space. Now we feel outside of something, um, totally bizarre. So we're, uh, we're, it's just starting to tell a few people, so you're one of the first people I've actually told. Oh, well, uh, yeah. now Marie and Jacob both know, too. <laughs> yes, hi, guys. That's a good way to bring them in. That was good. I like that. Um, but, yeah, so we're, um, so after, my point being after I tell my mom, then it's, then it would be kind of public, um, um, kind of go from there. But, yep, so October 13th is the uh, due date at the moment, which my uh, spooky loving soul is very into. Um, Katie's like, maybe a couple days early. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, but yeah, and we don't know boy or girl will know. They say um, we did a 
test that they can do now that they couldn't do with Ezra that's just a blood test and they can tell um, because they can find the Y chromosomes if they're floating around in her um, if it's a boy and if they're not floating around it's a girl and so we'll know they say in 10 days but um, we're saying like two weeks because doctor time you know well I hope it's a girl and I'm just gonna like forewarn you that like it's probably going to be pretty good up until about 13 and then you should just run away. So I, I hope it's a boy and <laughs> then I don't have to think about any of that. Ezra, Ezra says it has to be a boy because he already has a sister named Nymeria. So, <laughs> that's the most Ezra thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it's very, it's very on brand. And so, and he's, and it's very matter of fact, it's not even an emotional statement. It's just like, no, I'm going to have a brother because I already have a sister. Her name is Nymeria. <laughs> Like, okay, yeah. See where you're coming from. Get to that, Katie. <laughs> I need to come see y'all soon. Yeah, man. We're, um, I'm getting my shot on my first shot on Wednesday. Nobody else in the house will get vaccinated, but I'm doing it. Because <laughs> they don't want to? Uh, well, we do, Katie and I do agree with the, um, I don't think she would if she wasn't pregnant, but she is pregnant. Oh, yeah, with the pregnancy, yeah, for, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. just too unknown and too new, but yeah. it's made our argument about it a little bit easier because if she wasn't pregnant, she definitely would not still get it. I'd have to be like, are you kidding? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> like, but, um, seen what happened. <laughs> but, but we like, don't. And it could have been worse. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then honestly, I think there's a lot of stuff with modern medicine that has bitten them very realistically and truthfully with the way everything happened with her dad. And so there's a lot of, it's very difficult to buy into something that's so fresh and new and I totally get it. It's just this such different types of science and, and my, the one I'm going to get is the same one that the president got. So I'm like, if they give it to the president, like I'm going to take it. (laughs) Like, sorry, <laughs> but like, like, at that point, like, unless they injected him with water, like, I'm like, I'm, I'm in for that. So, and my so company what I've, it up. Well, no, well, there you go. What I've read about it sounds. So my second cancer, my treatment was immunotherapy treatment, not yeah. chemotherapy treatment. Right. So what I've read is this is very, it's similar Yes, yes. And that's why Katie, that's what freaks Katie out a little bit is like, because the concept of that isn't a cure, you know? Right. It's like the buildup of, I guess you're trying to say that, sorry, but yeah, yeah. No, it it actually, the idea is that it's not a cure. It's prepping your body on how to recognize and fight it, which means, doesn't mean that you won't get it. It just mean hopefully what it means is that when you do contract it like your body knows how to fight it so and the other uh, debate which is, you know the whole thing behind the, the shots anyway but it's a different kind of thing so and we see we had it in january do you know that do you know that yeah. we okay yeah. i just don't i just don't things are it's blips like the way we've communicated this year just because of your like stuff like nothing negative just how it's been um so i can't remember what you do and don't know but uh, but we had it and so then there's an argument to be made like it is unknown how long you have antibodies and there's kind of a rule of thumb of about three months 
but even then your body has fought it so the the recurrence is potentially going to be less anyway so by getting it and being fine i may actually have already just done my immunotherapy is sort of the argument that i'm having not an argument's a strong word the conversation that i'm having about it and i'm like yeah but i just i just when Black Widow's available to be in theaters or streamed for $30, I'm going to go to the theater and the shot will get me in the theater without, with comfort and no negativity. Yeah. I feel you. So, um, I still don't think I'm going to get it though. Well, yeah, you're different though. Like it's, it's like your immunocompromised body and like all this other stuff going on. I would see why not to get it, you know? Well, and also I, I took two years two years of immunotherapy treatment so i'm just like did that help at all like i want to ask i should ask my doctor next time i see her like just I curious feel like, <laughs> does, does I that feel like help based me? on your habits in the last year there is no way you did not come into contact and either have no symptoms or a mild case at some point and not realize you had it like, oh, no, like there's just no way and so to me i'm like yeah logan's fine logan's one of the people who just is gonna be fine yeah no, it's cancer that I have to worry about. Correct. <laughs> Although the uh, one of the groups was like, hey, yeah, next on our list is cancer vaccines. And I actually I had to back out of it because I got into a discussion with uh, somebody on a Facebook post about that. Like, well, why haven't you done this already? All the millions of dollars of cancer research. And it's because there's money in the treatment, not in the care. And I was just like. Uh, just FYI, asshole, immunotherapy as cancer treatment is a relatively new thing. Like, it's not been approved for treatment for more than, I don't know, the last decade or so. And it wasn't even approved for all. Like, it was when I started getting it, it had just been approved for the kind of cancer I had. Yeah, my big thing, anytime anyone gets on any sort of high horse about anything to do with cancer treatments, I'm like, my first question is, what's your diet like? Like, if you if you eat if you're eating shit all the time, then I just don't want to have any conversation with you about this. Yeah, like because I mean that's just like that's 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 you're not contributing anything to the, your uh, your platform right now because you're doing all the wrong things. So, like, I mean, my father-in-law essentially beat a devastating cancer and lost his life to the treatment. Uh, that that was, gosh, I'm trying to use big words today for no good reason, but was way extra on top of what he needed. And it was, and, and he shouldn't have done it. And we all know it and he knows it, but he had a reaction to that treatment and not, and the cancer didn't kill him. And the reason he, the cancer didn't kill him is because he changed his diet so um, astronomically that his body was able to help fight off the things he didn't make a good home for cancer cells, you know? Right. And, and when people who are doing that consistently want to get on a high horse about anything to do with how anyone should manage their cancer treatment, I'm like, no, nah, you, you be holier than thou. And then I will want to have this conversation. But until then let people be because that's their life. And the world is a confusing place. And I wish everyone well, but you don't have anything to say to anybody because you eat cupcakes for lunch. <laughs> I mean, I eat cupcakes for lunch. <laughs> well, you're you're doing immunotherapy, and you know what? You've you got in your second chance to do with it what you will. So there you go. 
I, and your uh, argument is mostly, and also your arguments are mostly on the right side of, or I guess all really on the right side of this. Oh no, so, I know the right things to do. I don't do the right things. That's correct. the problem. <laughs> yeah, and that's your choice, right? Like you can do that, and that's that's you know annoys me, but you can, you can do that. And then it's just it's the people who feel like they know everything and also are doing everything wrong. I'm like, well, if you're so smart, why ugh, get off my get off my lawn? Angry people out there in the world. It's like people get mad about politics, and I'm like, you don't know what an amendment is. <laughs> like, just don't talk about it if you don't know it. It's it's fine to be upset if you're totally educated and you vote, but if you don't vote and you don't know anything, just shut up. <laughs> yeah, just ask them how a bill becomes a law. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so when when Hugo Chavez or whoever comes into the conversation, I'm like, no. You don't. You literally don't know he's dead. I can't have this conversation with you or whoever they were. I think it was, I don't know who it was. Somebody who's dead. Castro. The, no, it wasn't Castro. Castro is he dead? Did he die? I thought he was dead, and his brother took over. I don't know. I don't pay attention to Cuba. Maybe he didn't die. Um, I think it's like a weekend at Bernie situation down there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I'm looking now to see if he's alive. Yeah, no, he's dead. You're right. Yeah. Oh, he died the same the same month that Trump became president, so I never noticed the change. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, gonna piss somebody off. Sorry. Glad my dad can't figure out how to listen to a podcast. <laughs> the timestamp. I can give you the timestamp. Uh, no, I don't care. We're 42 minutes in, I think. I can't read it from here. My computer's across the room. I have a long cable. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. That's, uh, I don't know how this happened, conversationally. <laughs> I, two kids, man. I'm yeah. never going to talk to you again. I have. <laughs> you don't, buddy, you don't talk to me because you're getting laid. <laughs> Um, I mean, I guess that's fair. You might, you're going to podcast with me even less than you do now, but talking is a different thing. (laughs) It got to the point where I felt like if I started a conversation with you, it definitely devolved into me complaining about things that I absolutely chose. And so like I made the very specific effort to like, if it's not about like these things, which like pop culture things that like, I'm not, I'm not going to just feel like, Hey, how's everything going? Cause inevitably you will ask me, how's everything on your end? And then I will just like vomit all of the shit that I'm going through. And so (laughs) sometimes you got to vomit. And I'll be honest, dude, how many, how many solid put together non-grieving people do you have to vent to? <laughs> um, if you tell me like 10, I'm just done talking to you. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, not more than two or three. Yeah, so I mean, so, I, don't, so I don't mind being one of them. Um, and then the few times that has happened, like I've, I've, I think, I know I've called myself out on it, been like, Look, I know I'm sounding like a chauvinistic asshole. So, but this is where my head is at right now. Oh my God, women are insane. Yeah. 
I think no I think matter the age. <laughs> I mentioned something about that. To, like I, I gave, I told Katie that, but like that you said something along those lines, but generalized, not to protect you, just in the way I talked about it. And because she doesn't, I mean, we both know you well enough. We're not too worried about anything uh, in terms of you're not going to beat anybody, so we're okay. Um, but she's her reaction was just tell them to get better women. <laughs> I was like, yes, Katie. It's that simple. She goes, no, I think it is. She goes, she goes. How often do you talk to your mom? I was like, every couple months. She goes, there you go. Get better women. It's, I said, yeah, he's down there a lot now. She goes, yeah, I'm just saying, get better women. She was really like stuck on that. I was like, okay, you've been with me too long because now you sound like me a little bit. Well, I'm, I mean, a, a very big part of me is just like, well you're part of the problem like me specific like i know i'm part of the problem sure but if i don't engage then that's still being part of the problem so because then it's problematic because i'm not engaging with them on anything be it my mom start a podcast with all of them logan and my mom (laughs) logan and my lady friend (laughs) my my mom the other day called me just crying and upset and 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 i i get it like i'm not through i know i'm not through my grief like i I don't know that she's ever going to be through hers i I cannot imagine but even in the midst of all of it like she's saying the most ridiculous over-the-top stupid things like just how Jamie's going to move on one day and there'll be nothing left of my brother and like just Your brother ridiculous kids. Yeah. You like, like, like if you take away every other thing, like she has grandkids. Yeah. They didn't go anywhere. I don't know. I, I but I also would say, um, living in a house that is sp- cocooned in grief at times i do understand that there's some lack of logic and whoever you are on your very best day or i guess really on your very worst normal day before the loss is about as strong as you are when the grief is at its you know worst and it it just it's so hard so even i'm just guess i'm just trying to say someone who's put together and not overly dramatic is still everything gets so dramatic and yeah. so if you have a dramatic person and then you're feeling this stuff and it's so unknowable, it's so, it's so tough. Cause it's, it's like the one place where I'm like, she can't be mean. Like the, no one can be mean. You don't get away with being mean, but everything else you're just like, yeah, that's insane right now. But I understand what you're feeling is pretty insane. So I don't know what to tell oh, you. I'm a horrible person. Cause I'm pretty sure I said some mean stuff to her. <laughs> Not intentionally though. No, just, I mean, well, you're it wasn't also mean, like, it was real. It, it, when so, you get spewed at, though, that's a different thing. I don't ever get spewed at in that way. Yeah. Um, and so that's it's 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 such a grief <laughs> is such an all encompassing thing. She told me she's like, I'm just trying to hold this family together. I said, <laughs> Sorry, I don't I know why you think it's falling apart. Like, well, so I don't know why she thinks she's the one to do it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you were never the one to do it. I don't know why you think it's your job now. Like to see her spray paint over F U Ho. <laughs> um, yeah, it, 
I'm just like, and what, what? I'm trying to remember the other. Oh, she she was talking about the things she's done. Like she, she's, I, I've done this for the kids, and every Friday I pick them up from school and I take them to go get McDonald's just so I can make sure I'm spending time with. Do you know a single one of them ever tell me thank you? I said, well, if you're doing it to get thanked, that's your problem. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And they, because they feel that in some degree, and they, even if they don't know it, what they're feeling, they feel that, and that's yeah, that's no good. Like I, I hear thank you, so little, <laughs> and I've done a, a lot, um, but I didn't do it to hear thank you, and I don't need to hear thank you. Like, really, all I ever need to hear is like, that's not awful, because like. <laughs> You're yes. not, you know, not telling me. I, I don't need to hear thank you or good job. Or I just need to know that, like, whatever I did, you're not going to walk away and then tell somebody, like, I can't believe you did that. It was terrible. Yeah. It's like, I, uh, yeah, I know by perfect example of what you're talking about, because I was just thinking it as you said it, um, is I don't want you to thank me for cooking the dinner, but I do want to know if it was good or not. Yep. Like that's like just do it because like because if I didn't do it right, I need to do it better next time. Or and if it's good, I need to repeat it sometime. Like and you can apply that to any action you take for somebody. Yeah. Um, and, and that doesn't knowing if it's good may give me some satisfaction, but I'm not looking for that. I'm just looking for like okay, it's sort of that logical thing you were talking about that that's absent from your life. <laughs> you just need I just need to like very much so. I need the logic of like this was good. I did a good job. You like it. I should do it again. Or oh no, failure. Don't do that again. And then we can keep moving forward. And so yeah, no, I'm with you. I am per- with you. So perfect. Perfect encapsulation is last week. Uh, bizarrely, the side door to uh, Jamie's house that is primarily the door they use. The knob got frozen. It would not turn, and the the little I don't I, there's a technical term for it, but the little thing on the end of the door that you know keeps it shut mm-hmm. was out and would not go back in. So you couldn't even shut the door. Uh-huh. Well, I tried to take the knob off. I was like, well, yeah. at least we can get the door shut because I just take the apparatus out and I'll deadbolt the door. I'll go get a new lock tomorrow. Go to unscrew the knob. It's so jammed I can't pull it apart. So I have to take a hammer at like 11 o'clock at night and just beat the thing until the metal snaps so I can shut the door. Jeez. Yeah. Um, It was ridiculous. Um, I was like, what? But so next day I go get a new doorknob. I put it on. And it's, uh, I get a a one with a matching deadbolt so that the key works for both. So I replace the deadbolt and the doorknob. Um, well, when I installed the doorknob, I installed it upside down. Not that I, I don't get it because there's not a right side up, but how it, the keys were different from the dead, like the deadbolt, the, the jagged edges up and then the lock, the jagged edges down. Casey's like the, the door, why is the doorknob upside down? I was like, it was, that's the way I put it on. Like, you know, it's fine. You'll just have to get used to it. And so uh, Jamie's friend came over and said something to me about it, which means I know that 
somebody said something to her about it. So I was like, yeah, I heard you installed the doorknob upside down. So I was like, okay, fucking fine. So I took the damn thing back off and reversed it. <laughs> and put it put it back together. Casey comes home from school. She said, why is the doorknob reversed? <laughs> Did you lose it? Yeah, I was just like, you were complaining because it was upside down. You nah, just died a little I on the just, inside. I was making an observation. I was like, that's not an observation that needs to be made. Like, I don't need you to thank me for fixing the door. I don't. I, I, it was not a problem. But telling me that means that, hey, you did something wrong. Then you went and told somebody else that. So I'm like, well, apparently it's a, it's a major inconvenience. So I'll fix it. And then I fixed it. And then now you're just like, hey, why'd you, why'd you go back and change that? <laughs> yeah, it's funny it's today. Like, I'm just trying to do the right thing. <laughs> I mean, there's it's a weird thing because I'm not doing... We don't have as much to do because we got lucky with how they worked on this house before we bought it. But we've not been in this house a year yet. And my mother-in-law moved in, gosh, maybe six, seven months ago. Um, and so, like, I take the trash out and I get her trash because they have to like carry it upstairs and out, you know? Um, and I like do like these things. And if something goes wrong downstairs, I get the text, which is fine. Like I need to know my name's on the house, that sort of thing. Um, but like, it is weird to like be a unit and also be like trying to like take care of things. And it's a whole new dynamic, which I'm getting like, a small fraction of what you're getting, but in terms of, cause you have like kids and you know, um, I have like mature adult who understands what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Um, but it's still like, it's a weird feeling of responsibility, but also like navigating all the personal part of that because I don't want her to feel guilty. Cause she kind of does feel guilty. And when I do stuff for, her, but I also like when I do stuff for her that it's like, that I don't have to do like, I don't know why I'm whispering. She can't hear me. But I just don't. I don't know. It gets weird. The dynamics get weird. And the way she communicates is so different than I communicate. I'm like, I need I need validation that I did this right for you. Like, you needed yeah. me to do it. I did it. I just need the validation that I did it right. But it's like. Yeah, not go, a thank you. Just to yeah. like, hey, yeah. Because yeah. thank you can be real polite, especially in the South. <laughs> thank you yeah. can be. Thank you. Dot, dot, dot. You dumb shit. <laughs> but it, but it just said thank you, and or thank you. You've ruined my whole day, but thanks. And and so it's like I just need the like yeah I need the extra step. And sometimes I like I'm pretty good at, and it almost like I've sort of it's almost like Sheldon Cooper, and I'm like was that satisfactory? <laughs> I need you to, I need you to tell me because this will be something I have to repeat. So I need to know. It's. <laughs> I do that at work a lot. That's how I've gotten at work. And so I'm transferring that into my personal life. And it's honestly kind of helpful. <laughs> it's a little antagonistic, but it's still helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's such a weird thing. Um, and I enjoy doing the things just to do them. But yeah, also to have like need that little bit of validation. To the point that, like, I will point things out that, like, probably don't need to be pointed out. Like, uh, 
on the outside of their house, they have this uh, garage thing that they just, you know, hang out in. They don't actually use it as a garage. Um, but uh, a while back, uh, Ryan driving when he shouldn't have been driving uh, hit one of the wooden posts um, and it, it was just nailed together. So it split apart. Um, and I got out there the other day. And I was like, there's got to be a way to like just like push this back together and nail it. And I figured it out. So I pointed that out and I just get like shoulder shrug. I'm like, I mean, it was broken. I fixed it. <laughs> like, that, that's right. Like, I fixed it. <laughs> um, the, the table that they have under the carport has these like ceramic uh, 12 by 12 tiles in it. Mm-hmm. And two of the tiles have bro- got broke forever ago. So there's this two holes in the table where tiles are supposed to go. <clears throat> of course, it's, you're never going to find the matching tiles. Like, you're just not going to find ones that match. But um, I was like, well, you know, you can have, have offsetting tiles. Like, just arrange it so that they they look offset it looks on intentional. Purpose. Yeah. Right. So I go to Lowe's, and I find some 12 by 12 tile that looks good enough to like fit in with what's there and i just buy two tiles and put them in the table i'm like hey look i've i've replaced the tiles shoulder shrug <laughs> i'm like oh god okay there is a uh, level two though like all these things you have to fix you have to fix because nobody else did it before right and so there yeah. also is like a thing of people yes. don't know how to yes. have conversations <laughs> about doing anything because nobody ever did anything um, they, they have a drawer, uh, their silverware drawer in the kitchen has been like broke, like you pull the drawer out and it just falls down. Like the, it's not, it wasn't on the little bevel to keep it from just falling out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, I decided to organize all the drawers and cabinets the other day. And so I, I pulled the silverware drawer out just to take everything out and I bought a new, uh, one of those things that holds your silverware uh, to fit in there uh, to keep it more organized. And so I just pulled the drawer out and I look, so the little uh, roller part that goes, uh, I don't know all the technical terms. Sure. <clears throat> that keeps it, uh, you know, sliding in and out was completely like bent sideways. So yep. that it wasn't on the track at all. Yep. So I just got a pair of pliers, bent it back in, and put it in there. I was like, hey, look, I fixed the drawer. <laughs> it's been broke for like 12 years. <laughs> it is amazing. A thing I've learned in this house, moving out of my last house and, and into this one, because um, we moved out of a brand, like we were the first people to live in that last house. Yeah. Um, and so any mis- things that broke it, like broke, I had to fix, and it was like, seven years later in some cases right and i'm like oh we had a faucet in our bathroom that you had to turn off just so to get it to turn off not drip and sometimes it would still drip a little bit um and that started doing that maybe two years ago and i just and it was the one in our bedroom bathroom so like attached so we'd have to like if it was dripping we'd have to close the bathroom door so it didn't keep us up driving us crazy and when I fixed it, it took me about 15 minutes and some like watching a couple of YouTube videos. So maybe, maybe 30 minutes total. Right. Um, but when I did, I was like, well, that was so stupid that I didn't do that two years ago. Yeah. But I, there was like an accumulation of those things. <clears throat> and then I moved into this house and now I'm like, 
why not just fix it? <laughs> like, yeah, like don't just like, well, I guess I'll learn to live with this. Like, no, <laughs> like today, this is it so can't funny. Be that complicated. Like, so, just fix it. So Katie's not home this weekend. She's in Savannah for a, a wedding. I don't know bachelorette weekend, but she's not doing the. She's just going to like two parts of the function. She, her best friend from Chattanooga lives in Savannah now, so she's staying with the best friend while their third other friend is having this bachelorette weekend in Savannah. And so Katie's staying with the friend who lives there who like is, um, she has a newborn. So she's not uh, drinking because she's feeding the baby. And so obviously Katie's not drinking. So they're like having a really like, and they love each other. They get to see each other. So it's not really nice for them, Um, but she's not here. And so I've been waiting for her to go uh, to get out of the house for like an hour or two, because I didn't know how long it would take me for, a month and a half because we turned our ceiling fan on about a month and a half ago and as the ceiling fan in our bedroom uh is going it made this sort of like i'm going to try to do the noise kind of like a like just and i'm like in my mind immediately she's like huh something's wrong with the fan i was like i know i guess we shouldn't run it but immediately i was like something is in the fan and it's scrubbing that was not there before Yep. Like something has gotten into the fan, and I don't know what it is. Like, like it doesn't. Like it's not an. It's not a rodent, but it's like it's a bug, probably. I don't know what it is, but something is stuck in there, and it's dead, and it's not moving anywhere, and it's making this noise. Same concept of putting a baseball card in your spokes, right? On a on a bicycle, it's just, it's just hitting in it. But I couldn't take it apart in case it was gross because of her like. She doesn't need that because she's sick because she's pregnant. (laughs) And so this morning, all that to say this morning, she left like super, super early. So this morning at like seven in the morning, I am dismantling my entire ceiling fan. I had to take off every single blade and I didn't know how to do any of this. It's not difficult, but I didn't know. And there's a big barrier to if you don't know something. Um, But I took off every ceiling blade. I found the thing to take off the casing, found the bug. We have um, stink bugs like big ones not like not like road size but just honkers <laughs> little stink bugs that just get in the house and one had gotten in there and um and just died and dried and it was stuck and wedged and it was going when you would spin it but i had to take the whole casing off to just knock it off onto some paper towels and then throw the paper towels away put it back up and then i was like well this is really dusty and i dusted it and cleaned it out and cleaned the little bowl with the lights in it put it all back up and I like imagine if I waited to like July, <laughs> like <laughs> or or three years from now, like one day it would stop. And the reason it would stop is because that bug had gotten so old, it turned to dust. It blew all over our bed. Like, yeah, and that's when, people do that. I people mean, do, it was a prob- yeah. And, and, and with no judgment from me, I would have been that person a oh, year yeah. ago. <laughs> It's it's weird. Like so and I'm going back to like I know I'm not and I'm not I I, I keep I keep saying I'm not doing it to hear thank you, but like I do need the acknowledgement yeah. and the only explanation I have is like you've seen Castaway. Like he works so hard at making the fucking fire. Oh, yeah. They're like when he finally achieves it, there's nobody else. Mm-hmm. It's just him and the stupid volleyball. But like he's screaming, like I created fire. <laughs> like 
And that's what I feel like. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not saving my own life or anything, but like, I'm like, I just want to be like, look, 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 I did it. Like, I did it. Like, it wasn't hard, but I did it. <laughs> like, I, I, I accomplished something, and I need somebody else to acknowledge that, <laughs> which is terrible. I should move past that. But, like, you know, if I was the only one on the island, then sure, I would just scream into, or, Sometimes it's just me and the dog here, and I'll look at the dog and be like, hey, look what I did, Roxy. And she looks at me like I'm stupid. So, you know, which is the same look I get from Casey's. (laughs) (laughs) Except the dog doesn't give me snarky comments. And it's a dog, so you can disassociate just a little Mm -hmm. bit. Hopefully. Um, uh, But, yeah, it's it's a weird feeling that, like, I didn't, I, 20 years ago, I would have been like, that's stupid that anybody feels any kind of accomplishment over anything like that. And now I'm just like, man, I fixed the kitchen drawer today. It was a good day. <laughs> you, man, you don't need, so our, um, since the day we moved into that last house, the drawer underneath our oven never worked I, right. I was there for this. Yeah. So fixing that thing was like, literally, I was like, I am a rocket scientist. <laughs> I am a genius. It doesn't even matter how stupid and simple it was. And like internally, I'm like, I feel pride. <laughs> <laughs> I am breaking a commandment right now of some sort. I've never. I, so I've taken a lot of shit from a lot of people. They're like, why don't like, why would you rent? Why don't you want to own a house? And for a very big chunk of my life, <clears throat> just the thought of owning a house and the fact that like, okay, when things go wrong, it's now my responsibility to fix it is mm-hmm. not something I ever wanted. Like, man, I don't want to. Now it's really just like, I don't want to maintain a lawn. It, that's not me. And that's never going to be me. So, yeah. you know, it's I, the worst. It is absolutely of all the things that happen. I'm just like, why do I have to do this every two weeks? <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> we're on Tom Hanks movies. It's uh, the burbs, right? When he's like, you know, maybe the reason they snapped, maybe the reason people snap is because they have to mow their GD lawn every two weeks. Like, that's the thing that drives you insane. <laughs> like, it's funny. Like, I'm on a Tom Hanks kick this year for whatever reason. And so it's really funny you keep bringing up his movies because from where I'm sitting, I'm sitting in my floor in my bedroom because I'm doing some organizing of some boxes because I'm, Ezra's going to move into what is our guest room and get the, the adult bed. Um, and so um, I'm clearing out like my junk stuff anyway, but I'm looking across at this pile of Blu-rays that I have planned to watch in the next few months. And I can see the burbs and Castaway. No lie. <laughs> yeah. The burbs was the first movie I ever owned. Oh, really? Yeah. I've only seen it once that. when I was little. I loved it when I was little, but I haven't seen it since then. So I'm, it's going to be like watching it for the first time. And I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, yeah. it's I, I still don't want to. So owning a house is now something I do want because like I like look for I'm Jamie's garbage disposal is broken. In the next two weeks, I'm going to fucking fix and or replace the garbage disposal. I don't know. I don't know how about fixing them, but I have looked at like the idea of replacing them because um, we thought about adding one to our old house. Um, if we had to like upgrade anything, so it would be a cheap upgrade when we were trying to sell it. We didn't know it would be so easy to sell. And um, you could totally replace one. With all the other stuff you're doing, you could easily replace one. So if you can't yeah. fix it, replacing it, you, you can absolutely do. So 
This is a weird yeah. podcast turn for us. We're like talking yeah. home improvement. Um, yeah. I, so, which we are not the home improvement guys. <laughs> let me tell you this about my new lawn. My new lawn is better than my old lawn because I can't die while yeah. cutting it. <laughs> like, so like the death factor has gone way, way down, but it is still just shitty enough that I can't get a riding lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I'm pushing it up the hill in the front, I'm like, I just want a riding lawnmower. I just want a riding lawnmower. But um, I do think that my big investment this year is probably, I can picture it in July, I'm going to snap and I'm going to get a self-propelled mower because we didn't have that because we didn't need it before because everything was downhill. Yeah. And uh, and any extra propulsion could be very dangerous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, but now it's like if I could just have that, that would make all the difference. And so, um, but we're committed to electric mowers of a certain brand because it shares the battery with our electric weed eater, weed eater. And so it is like, I have to get this brand self-propelled and it's a little bit more expensive than getting a gas one. But I don't think, I don't even know if I could start a gas <laughs> lawnmower. So the I, last time I tried, as a kid, I could, I was mm-hmm. just like, you know, we were stronger then. Yeah. Now, I, I think I would I would pull my shoulder loose. Like I just don't think I could do it. Yeah. No. I'm bad. Makes sense. I, yeah. But so mine just you press a little button. Or actually, you pull a lever and press a button, and it, and it just does it. But um, anyway, these are the things I think about as I'm mowing the lawn because uh, I mowed for the first time this year um, last week because it's just just gotten warm enough to get weedy, and I was like. Yeah. I was like, my neighbor, it's going to be a race for all of us to do it. And so it was funny because the day I decided to do it, um, that morning, my neighbor directly across the street did it. And I was like, oh, yeah, me and uh, why am I going to say his name? I don't know why I'm not going to say his name, but I'm not going to say his name because he doesn't. I don't know him like that. But my neighbor, who's a very nice man, cut his that morning. I was like, yep, got to do it today. That was the plan. Got to keep the plan. <laughs> and, then, and then the next day, my neighbors who are attached to my yard, um, they did theirs. <laughs> I was like, yep, it's a it's a whole thing. You got to yep. do it. <laughs> the dominoes just start falling. Like, and, I, like I'm not going to be the first one because I don't want to do it. So I'm just going to hold out. But the minute the people next to me start doing it, then I have to do it because then my lawn just looks like shit. So and like, you know, like and this is not my mode of talking about this is not about like, ooh, look at my house. But like I live in a neighborhood in which I don't really technically belong and I'm Spencer, a, for those that don't know, Spencer lives pretty close to a yacht club. That should tell you something. I do. They put out signs. They put out the signs for the kids' yacht club. It's back in 2021. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, Katie, do we do we like, moved into a Wes Anderson movie? I was like, Katie, do we sign Ezra up to like learn how to sail? Like, is that what we do now? I mean, he looks. He looks like the kid that would have the the sailor like the not the sailor outfit, but you know, like the, is, the casting a, from How I Met Your Mother. You know, but is that a good thing? Is that a good thing? I don't know. I mean, that look would totally work on him, and you know it would. I'm just telling. I'm gonna let him know at a certain age that I will cut his penis off if he ever <laughs> takes advantage of a woman. Because um, like, you're not allowed to be a douche. You can yes. look like a douche. You're not yes. allowed to actually be one. <laughs> I'd be like, look, dude, I wore two. Brightly neon primary colored pop collar polos at a time for a for a summer. And I never did anything terrible. I would have hated you. <laughs> oh, you would have. You would have. I looked so cool. But you but you would have hated me. And but I never 
I never took advantage of a lady. And so I'm just, I, I watched the movie Promising Young Woman um, recently, trying to catch up with my Oscar movies. And as I'm watching it, I think it's, I don't want to get into the movie too deeply because I think it's honestly not my place to really get into. But I will say from looking at the guys, I'm like, I knew all of these people and I hate all of these people still do. And I, if my child becomes these people, I will, I will cut his penis off. I just will. <laughs> what are they going to do? Put me in jail? Like fine. Be, put me in jail. I'll have public yeah, support least, on my side. Yeah. At least my kid's not, you know, running around doing stuff like that. I'll just go to my lawyer and be like, look, get me a female judge. We're set. <laughs> I, yeah, y'all y'all are too good. Your kid would never. Yeah, we'll see. Katie's Katie's too strong for that. Yeah, well, I'm. I think my threat's a good one, so we'll see. <laughs> um, every man values his member more than he values everything else in the world. So at least I'd have that threat going for me. <laughs> that wasn't always true for me, but yeah, I've come around to that mode of thinking. No, no, no. What that means is you didn't know it was always true for you, but now you do. <laughs> it was always true, Logan. You just weren't aware of how true it was. Uh. That was good. I think that's my favorite comeback to you. I've had in like years. <laughs> I won't remember it in two weeks, but I'd really oh, like it's okay. that. It's on, it's on tape forever. Um, tape. You're so old. So am I, but still. Hold <laughs> um, <laughs> on, I got to tell you this. Okay. So, uh, Casey didn't go to school today because um, it's the last day before spring break and mm. whatever. She's not my kid, whatever. Um, <laughs> I would have made her go anyway. Anyway, so... Uh, we got up, cleaned the house a little bit, went over to my dad's to pick up some mail that I had there. And my little brother, Avi, uh, was out of school by then. And we were going to go to Walmart, and he wanted to go. So we're walking around Walmart, and Casey is semi-obsessed with records now. Yeah, because um, you got her the record player, right? Yeah. And so we stopped, and we're looking at records. <laughs> and Avi <laughs> picks him, and he's like, so, so what are these just discs? Are all these songs on this disc? I was like, what's well, a record? I mean, this kid's 15. Good Lord, he's 15. Like, it's a record, Avi. Like, I was like, your dad, like our dad has records. Like, you know, he's like, I don't know. I mean, I guess we just never listened to him. And he's just holding it like it's the most foreign thing he's ever seen in his life so weird and I, I keep every few weeks a new record shows up at my door so i just got the <clears throat> i just got the soundtrack to in the mood for love which you know i love and it's just like this is all i've wanted it's it's like so uh, next month gosh in a few days but next month um the movie memories of murder hits the criterion collection and like I pre-ordered it the day they announced it for like the full forty dollars. I was like, I don't care, mail it to me, <laughs> give it. Because the day I joined the Criterion's website, they used to have a thing, like a club you sort of were a member of, and they kind of have it, but that they're still working on making it what it used to be. But you could pick what is your your dream Criterion movie, and immediately like I mean this was had to have been two thousand eight that I did this because I was I lived in Kennesaw at the time, and my my entry memories of murder that's the one i want so for 
that long i've wanted this on blu-ray and it's it's out and then for the same time that i've had a record player which is around the same time um i've been like i want the in the mood for love soundtrack on vinyl and then mondo released uh it uh a couple weeks ago and so i got the vinyl and then i got memories of murder next month it's it's a good time to be me It's a good time to be. That might be the douchiest thing you've ever said. Yeah, but what it's about makes it so uh, self-defeating. <laughs> yeah, that it's so geeky. It's like, yeah, it's maybe. It's a good time to be me. I got yeah. this foreign movie thing. I'm like the kid with the like curly hair who always wears hats and Stranger Things. Whenever he says something really cocky, that was me just then. Yeah. You're I can't like, remember oh. any of their names except for 7-Eleven. 11? Uh, apparently that curly haired dude is kind of a dick in real life. Oh no. Yeah, I hate that. That's um I'm gonna take a like a huge left turn okay. and ask you if you've ever heard this story. Okay. So in nineteen forty one, this Russian woman, Maria, some last name I can't pronounce, but it looks like a Russian version of October. Mm-hmm. Um lost her husband when he was killed by the Nazis during World War II. In response, she sold all her possessions and bought herself a tank. After naming it Fighting Girlfriend, she set out hunting and killing Nazis on the Eastern Front. Why the fuck is this not a movie? That's amazing. That's amazing. Holy cow, I want Catherine Bigelow to make that movie. I... I've I've been obsessed with this like story for three days. Yeah. I'm like, why somebody needs to write this. Like it, even like a fictional version of this. <laughs> it sounds amazing. Like I I love Inglorious Bastards, but I wish Quentin Tarantino had made this movie. <laughs> Someone someone gave me a – I agree with you, totally agree with you. But someone – except I don't wish he would have because he would have been like doing close-ups of her feet and sandals yeah. pushing the pedals or whatever. Um, but it would have been funny but not what I'm wanting out of – what I'm picturing immediately out of this. Um, someone po- said to – not to me. I read a take on Inglorious Bastards not too long ago that I thought was very – and sometimes I like a take even if I don't agree with it. I just think it's interesting to engage with this. Um, but they said that their feeling about Inglorious Bastards wasn't that it gave us wish fulfillment about like what we could have done, like rewriting history and ha ha ha. But what he really was doing was turning it on you. He's tricking you into the bloodlust that the Nazis had to like feel this awful thing that you really shouldn't be feeling and it's his greatest trick because he does it as a pure act of entertainment but when they're shooting those nazis and murdering all those people so violently you were like yeah and you're all into it and he goes you become the mob that killed anyone at that time and i was like holy crap that's like really that's something and i've thought about that a lot i don't know that i really agree with it because i think he was just doing wish fulfillment changes of history because that's kind of what he does but yeah it's giving him was, a little too much credit yeah right like if he was like a little more intellectually driven with what he wanted to say in his movies probably but at the same time like 
No, yeah, that is true. And I think the next time I watch that movie, I'll probably feel a little bit dirty as I'm going like, yeah, yeah, get him. <laughs> um, so maybe we should write this movie. <laughs> no, we shouldn't. It should be a lady. Come on. I'm just saying. I mean, you're not wrong, but, you know, then somebody needs to write it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Also, Catherine Bigelow needs to direct it, though. Yeah, yeah for she sure. She does good military stuff. Um, I I think you should just change your name to Maria October and just spell it O-K-T-O-B-E-R uh, and just yeah. call it October Morning and spell morning M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Oh, that's good. So. That's, good. That's, that's, that's excellent. That's a pitch right there. That's it. How do we I get to that to this I, I don't know. <laughs> you Catherine got an Bigelow. in with some people. <laughs> yeah, they don't have an in with those people. <laughs> They're working on it. Um, I'm hearing really just... good things about Edge of Town. I haven't seen it, um, but I'm hearing they're very, very happy with it. Um, Look, so I good. know you're going to see it before me, but like, I need to see it shortly after you do. <laughs> I would tell, not be shocked if flip I, that. <laughs> I would not be shocked if when I get a link that you get a link. I would really not be shocked if that happens. Um, I'm also so like, I mean, this is a him, not my take on it, but like in his mind, it is me, him, and Jeff. So it's also the kind of thing I can ask for. Like I'm not in a place where I can't ask for that. And so when that's available because there is a part of it where it's like they're darling because they worked on it but when he's ready for me to be able to see it that's kind of thing if he doesn't say you and logan i'm gonna be like can i get a link to logan because you probably don't understand what this would do for him (laughs) (laughs) Um, part of me thinks that they might think that i'm just like blowing smoke or like kissing ass or they don't think that okay (laughs) but i mean legitimately I've, you can't blow smoke for that a, long. You run out of fire, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I've not watched a movie more than Down in Yonder since I saw uh, Brothers Bloom seven times in two weeks. <laughs> so. Well, I, so it's really funny. When I texted you to see what you were doing, I had watched about 10 minutes of, of Down in Yonder. and was like, I got to text Logan to see what he's doing. It's Friday. His schedule's all fucked up. Who knows? Maybe he's just at home. <laughs> but literally such a good movie man no i agree um did i tell you i'm doing um a movie club with my mother-in-law no so, yeah so i'm curating it because she didn't want to pick which was super fine she's open to pick whenever like every time before i tell her the next movie i'd like do you have something you want us to do um but the idea is that once a month um there's a movie and that we both have to watch and then we get together and spend about two two and a half hours and just talk about it um and it was it was kind of a way to give us something that was just ours is sort of my idea and to also kind of make it regular because one of the problems i have in life is without regularity like a schedule it's it's going to fall apart for me whatever it is it's going to fall apart um and so um 
and it fits my schedule because she can do it after Ezra goes down. But we're here, so if Ezra gets up, it's not like it's ruined if he like if there's something going on, you know. And so we have watched um, several things now. We did uh, the first one we did was um, an old uh, the musical. I think it's on the town. Frank Sinatra. Yeah. New York music. Terrible. Not a good movie. Very. No, like amazing to see New York. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But we did that because I thought she really loved musicals because her favorite movie is Sound of Music. But I was wrong. She just really loves Sound of Music. <laughs> um, but I learned that about her, and that's cool. And so we're like learning things about each other. She thought I picked it because it was a New York movie. I didn't even know it was in New York when I picked it. I just picked it because it was a musical that I had not seen. Um, but we did um, we did that. We did that thing you do, which is the like the one major Tom Hanks movie I'd never seen before. Um, so we did that. I've been trying to pick things I hadn't seen. Um, and then finally she was like, um, pick stuff you like and share it with me. Like, let's do so like do. That's her request. Instead of picking a movie, she was like, pick something you like and share it. And then we talk about that, too, because we did um, Babette's Feast last month, which was awesome, but I had also never seen it. And so, and we had such a good conversation. That's a fantastic movie. Um, but so this month is uh, Down in Yonder. And so we're going to watch, we're going to talk about it um, tomorrow night. Um, and so um, I'm excited to do that. But it's kind of cool that like Down in Yonder is now part of Spencer and Carol Movie Club. It's a really it. nice thing. It's cool. It's, uh, I mean, I wish I, I wish I had the ability to put down why that movie resonates with me so much. I just, I've tried, and I just, it always sounds like, um, just, in love with the makers of the movie. Yeah, and I mean, not that I'm not, but you know, um, I, it's just, it, I'm just like, I know. All of, and Columbus isn't even like a small town like that town. But it's but, they're all around it though. It's surrounded by those towns. Yeah. Bib City's in the middle of it. I mean, it's just it's it's all these things around it or that town. You know, Talbotton's not very far. You know, Geneva. All these places are right within driving distance, spitting distance. I guess is probably the better phrasing. And and those I heard those arguments my whole life of like, I mean, why do you want to go anywhere else? Why do you, you know what? Why leave? Why not? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, uh, I do think there's like a. I don't know. I mean, but in my experience, the 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 male friends that I had, you either fell into a Wally or Sugar Baby category on that argument, and then you probably. And the fun part about the movie is because the characters aren't so simplistic that on other on every other argument you're one or the other. So you're like. On this issue, I'm a sugar baby. On this issue, I'm a <laughs> yeah, well, you're like, Wally's an ass, man. <laughs> but that, but it's like there's this whole, like, dynamic of, like, I don't know, like how complicated they are in, like, a simple life choices kind of way. Um, yeah. Because none of that stuff's easy. It's never easy. It's it's always like, why don't you break up with her? She's mean to you. It's never that easy. It's no. like, it, you know, it's why don't you quit your job if you hate it so much? Because I got this and I got – it's just – and I like how the movie – takes it and examines those things, that truth of it's never that easy um, and what that does to relationships in a really focused way with those two. But also it's very Southern and it's not. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The Southernness of it, like only 
Like, it might seem stupid to somebody who's not from the South. Like, the way people say things without saying them. And then also the way they say things so, like, poetically. And you're like, that sounds so made up. But it sounds like back padding. But, like, uh, Wally will say stuff. I'm like, that sounds like something I would say. Mm -hmm. Like, it sounds like it means something, and it does, but, like, it's just a lot of, like, flowery language to just be like, I don't know, things are what they are, <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I, I agree. It's, um, no, it's pretty, it's pretty great. I was watching, I've been watching, watching their videos on their YouTube channel and seeing what all they have, and it's fun to... Oh, yeah, it, anybody listening to this, if they're like, what the hell are y'all talking about? Oh, Go yeah. to YouTube and just search Down in Yonder. It's streaming for free, and yep. it is my favorite film of the last decade. Yeah, it's it's awesome, and it's like less than ninety minutes. I mean, not that I wouldn't have taken a longer cut of that movie, but like, I, there's something really valuable to be said about a movie that knows how to be economical with its time, and it, yeah. it doesn't doesn't feel like it's ever drags, and it's it's like it's the perfect length that you don't have to ever go. Oh, this is an undertaking for a risk, you know, because it's a risk. It's an unknown movie. It's a movie people don't know in the way they know other things. And but it's it's eighty four minutes. <laughs> you got yeah. the time, and if you don't like it, you're not going to lose much time. But you're not going to dislike it. You're going to like it on some level. I've never had someone watch it and not have a positive reaction to it. The degrees of positive will always vary, but it's always been positive. The the one question I ever have about the movie, and I'd never asked Flippo this, was th- so the scene where Wally is talking to his cousin, mm-hmm. and uh, the first one or where they're you know he's trying to get the baby to say Wally, yeah, and uh, there's that scene where they're talking, but like it shows Wally like walking you know in front of the crib and like looking at the kid, but they're kind of just talking over it. Um, it's like bleeding into that. I don't think I understand that scene. Like it feels kind of creepy. What do you mean? I, it feels like something out of like a like a suspense film. Like I, it just. I think it's supposed to play like kind of sweet and uh, like forlorn like kind of him thinking about the life he could have like maybe he could be married and have a kid it just doesn't come off that way to me i think it plays like it's the weirdness of like you're still having these adult kind of childish conversations and your friend has a baby and you're the same age and it's all just weird that's how well, i yeah. read it <laughs> he's like what does he say i'm only 30 or something like mm-hmm. uh it's like don't ever tell anybody <laughs> <laughs> like, don't be an asshole, Wally. It's, uh, it, he might so be good. my his cousin might be my favorite character in the whole movie. He's only got those two scenes. Mm-hmm. They're so fucking good. And it, it, when he comes back to town, like he even tells him, "Hey, don't be an asshole. Go talk to your friend." <laughs> Katie um, met him um, at Jeff's wedding. And just was came back and was like, he's the nicest guy ever. I'm like, who? She goes, the voice. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> the voice. And that's why. And it's funny. That voice, man. So yeah. Chris, Chris calls him the voice when he's telling people who it is because he'll say like, you know, Chase is gonna do the thing, and then he, but then he very casually goes, you know, the voice, and I'm like, 
Oh yeah, yeah, immediately I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> well, I mean, at least I, I recognized the fact. <laughs> and so I laughed really hard and was like, "That's exactly what Katie called him after the wedding." And she go, he goes, "Yeah, that's." He goes, "Everybody knows when I say it." Um, so I was like, "Get this man some voiceover work because uh, this is what he should be doing." Oh, he's so good. Like his two, those two scenes may be my favorite. Like. Uh, well, I don't know. The scenes with just Wally and uh, uh, what's her name are, are always just so freaking good. Um, it's but yeah, it's a, it's a good one. Uh, everybody should go watch it. I wonder how I many views it has on. Gosh, I just looked at it. If you hadn't asked me, I probably could have told you, but then I wouldn't have told you because you didn't ask me. But I'll go look. <laughs> I feel like Andy on The Office. He's like, look, one view, two views. Like every time I reflect, it's just more. Is it a thousand? thousand? Yeah. I mean, it's not as high as it should be, but that's it's growing though. That's good. It's yeah. really good. They did you watch have... Suicide Squad trailer. I did. Are you thirsting for um, oh, King Shark like the entire internet is right now? No, I mean. It's funny, but it it's Is it the Rocket Raccoon of this movie? Not even it's not even the Rocket Raccoon, it's like the taser face of this movie. Like oh, okay. it's it's a very James Gunn thing and it's funny and I'm sure it'll be great. That's not the Why the, are you sure of that? Because you're not a huge Guardians fan? My problem with Guardians isn't the characters. It's really the script. Again, so like, why would you be? I mean, well, this seems like the well. A, I don't give a fuck about this story. <laughs> like, I, I do not care about these characters. Your lesson best, so, I see. Yeah, but oddly enough, that winds up make, making me more invested because I'm just like, I hope this is the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. Like, I just. I know in the first one, they're like, oh, we're going to kill people off the bat. But the problem is you hired people that we knew you were going to kill off the bat. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. you didn't kill. Like, I hope that one of the the, it's so full of stars. Um, Just some of the people that we didn't see in the trailer are literally in like the first three scenes of the movie and they die. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I. well, I sort I of hope that the John Cena show that they're doing is like is a real thing, but it's a total prequel, and we don't know that. And he just gets killed, and like at some point in the first thirty minutes, his his speech about the the dicks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's gonna be good, but I feel. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching J.J. Abrams make Star Trek. And I'm like, oh, yeah, so the the way you make a Star Trek movie is you make it more like Star Wars. Right. <laughs> also, maybe don't let this man make any more Star Wars movies. <laughs> right. Too um, late. So, I, I'm a, I'm, I like Guardians 2. I'm nervous about Guardians 3 because I just, I don't know. He can't take he can't be James Gunn like this is James Gunn you 
you should try to track down the what is the name of the movie? Hold on, I'll tell you. Um, it's got Rob Lowe in it. Um, James Gunn. It is called. What the hell? Where is it at? Just, I uh, just look at his whole filmography. It was one of his earlier movies, like, uh, before like, we do the specials. Oh yeah, so, I've heard of the specials. Never seen it though. Rob Lowe, Thomas Hayden Church, uh, Paget Brewster, Jordan Ladd, Jamie Kennedy, uh, Judy Greer. It's so ridiculous, and this. Uh, the trailer for Suicide Squad feels a lot like the specials. Um, and that's James Gunn being James Gunn. Like, I love the Scooby-Doo movies. And, like, I'm glad that he got to, like, write those scripts. But it would have been really phenomenal to see him just go all out James Gunn on that stuff. And Guardians, is, I mean, he has to play, everybody has to play the Marvel game. Unfortunately, I think the only people truly successful at playing their kind of game is, are the Russo brothers. Taika, no sir. Taika's got it down. Yeah. Here's the problem. We'll see. Here's the problem with talking to <laughs> you about Ragnarok this. Ragnarok is good. We'll see. Ragnarok is great. And also... This is the problem right here is that you and I so vastly disagree on the quality of the movies that we're discussing right now (laughs) that what you're saying, I'm like, I don't even understand what your point is because Guardians is great and Guardians 2 is phenomenal and I'm so excited about part three. Okay. (laughs) But that's no, no, no. These aren't facts, though. These are opinions. And so we both have very different opinions. So all your conversation, you're just talking to yourself right now. (laughs) Because I'm like, yeah, I don't agree with any of this. Like, I'm totally like, I'm, I'm actually, I'm excited for Suicide Squad because I like the version of the few of the James Gunn movies I've seen pre-Marvel, um, where he can let his flag fly. I enjoy, and I like how he also does his own thing within the Marvel confines. It's sort of like that whole like, the best way sometimes to make a movie is to give yourself restrictions, and I think he flourishes with those restrictions in a different way than he does when he's let off the chain. And so, um, so I'm, I'm excited for both and I'm more excited for guardians three than I am for suicide squad because I just am, I'm invested. I want to know what happens to those people. Um, especially rocket. Cause he keeps talking about rocket and I'm afraid he's going to kill rocket. And also, also let me tell you this. Here you go. Every time I hate see rocket every time, even now I see Arya. Yeah. Think, think about that next time you watch it. I don't want to cry watching those movies. Yeah, but you'll like them more. <laughs> um, I, I don't hate the them. I just don't think they're... And uh, maybe you're right. So Guardians 3 is going to come with like lessons learned, more collaborative. Um, you know, so maybe it will be just flat out phenomenal. Um I'm so. Are you saying you don't think the Russos are the best at playing the Marvel 
I don't want to call it a game. It sounds stupid to call it a game. No, but no, no, their I'm particular I brand of I don't I'm saying I don't think they're the only ones that are great at it. Okay. Um, um I do I mean obviously who I don't know that anyone else on the planet can do what they did. I just watched Endgame twice in one weekend a few weeks weeks ago and I hadn't seen it since the theater and it's just it's such a freaking phenomenal accomplishment. Um Katie finally saw it. Did not know Spoiler alert, because I guess somebody could not know, did not know Robert Downey Jr. died. She had no idea. And she just weeping. It was amazing. <laughs> um, not her pain, you know, but the fact that the movie, I was like, this movie yeah. works. <laughs> uh, so the uh, my lady friend does not think it works. <gasps> she does not like it. She's uh, um, wrong. She thinks it's over dramatic. You're better lady friends. Yeah, she also thinks Aquaman is stupid, and I'm just like, there's no movie with that man that is stupid. <laughs> well, Aquaman is stupid, but that's why it's fun. <laughs> um, I, have you watched any of the Snyder Cut? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I keep I, hearing good things, man. I factually will watch it at some point. Um. But I'm going to do it in chapters. I'm not doing it in one sitting because it yeah, is broken uh, up in chapters. I'm going to do it in chapters. And I didn't like – I never saw – I ne- you know, I never was going to – I don't think I was – I'm not born to like what he does with those characters. And I like Zack Snyder to a degree, and I just don't like his take on the characters. Therefore, even if it's good, I'm going to be like, well, I didn't enjoy myself. Like, I get it. I think Man of Steel – with a lot of time, a lot of therapy. I think he's doing interesting things with that character. I just hate what he's doing with that character. So I'm like, even if it's a, love, yeah. even if it's a good, even if it's a good movie, I just don't like it. What do you want from me? And I think that's where I'm at with this. I just know I'm walking into that, and it's I'm a, like, it's it is a very cynical approach to superheroes. It is of it. He is the fucking filmmaking version of Alan Moore, and. Like that's fine. <laughs> or is but, a much better writer, even when he's oh, up his yeah, own butt. <laughs> um, but I do think, assuming we live long enough, twenty something years from now, thirty years from now, like, well, actually, these films are not successful the way Alan Moore's uh, cynical yeah. superhero stuff was. Yeah. I think we'll see Zack Snyder probably regret some of the the cynicism. Much in the way Alan Moore is like, yeah, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> I should have never done this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad. I see the right people on my feed, happy with what they got. I'm glad for them. They're people who were not the jerk people online. I'm glad they're, I don't begrudge anyone liking a movie. You know, as long as it's not hurting anyone and it's, the movie is not hurting anyone. And, um, but when I start seeing like restore the Snyder verse, I'm like mute that phrase on Twitter. I love muting phrases on Twitter. And I was just like, don't ever want to see that. Like, I just want that all of the discourse to stop. I just don't care. Yeah. Setting Zack Snyder up or even Jeff Johns up as the Kevin Feige of the. No, you need somebody who knows why those characters work, not somebody who's just fucking around in the sandbox with those characters. Like, 
you know, a lot of people get pissed at Marvel for doing what they do. But the one thing Kevin Feige absolutely understands is that, like, yes, you do need resolutions. But all of this is the middle chapter of a story that is never going to end. We have to keep playing like it's never going to end. Yeah. And, like, every... It's a comic book. <laughs> yeah. And, and that that's what... I mean, because that's what comics are. Like, it is the middle of a story that's never going to end. You just have to choose when you stop following the story. You yeah. know? There will be jumping off points, but those characters aren't going anywhere. So, um... Yeah, Kevin Feige understands that. So, like, a, a lot of people got pissed about WandaVision. Like, like we said, like, I don't know what you thought you were going to get at the end. Like, I knew that that's what it was going to be. The theories were fun. But, like, I listened to Elizabeth get, like, really invested in some of this stuff. And, like, I had to keep stopping myself from, like, busting her bubble. Because I, I, I knew it would sound like I'm just trying to be that guy's like yeah but you're wrong you're wrong i mean she was wrong <laughs> so you know yeah it, i think this show ended up encouraging so much of the funds part of it and and it seemed like and i know i have obviously there's people who didn't like that there wasn't bigger twists or whatever but it seemed like even the people who were like who were me i was having so much being like it's gonna be reed richards john krasinski's gonna show up woohoo and then when it didn't happen i was like that's cool it's still great <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think there's a lot of that, but I also think there's because it was like, I think they're like really good at controlling that and being like, look, guys, like Paul Bettany's joke about his best co-star or whatever is the funniest troll I've ever seen. But they also set like a tone for future shows where no matter what they say, like they're probably joking. So there's immediately that's deflated going forward. But like they they were so open about like. It's just another Marvel thing. I don't know. So yeah, I don't know. I think they're controlling the fans a little better than than Warner Brothers, um, and I'd sort of appreciate that about them because it is sort of like in the old comic book letter pages day when you were part of you know the Marvel fandom, you felt good about that. Like that that was nice, and I feel like they're doing that with the TV shows and movies. So even with any drama about stuff it mostly feels nice to be a part of that fandom. And yeah. and I wish DC would do more of that and sort of engage in a way that was less what it is, because I think that's why the stuff kind of can run rampant of the negativity, because there's not, there is no one helping. Basically Kevin Feige is Stan Lee of Marvel movies and they need a Stan Lee over at DC, but their version, I don't yeah. care if it's a darker, but they need someone who's the figure had to speak to the stuff and really champion and communicate with fans and bring things. And Feige knows what we want and knows how to do it and knows he has to withhold as a business person too. So we don't get it all at one time. And I don't know, it's, it's a very smart fan dynamic that makes it all better for me. So it's Stanley of the Marvel. That That's a perfect, like, perfect that's absolutely perfect going back to like his where he started tell me how know. perfect i am again i love it just keep going yeah. your, your analogy is perfect <laughs> <laughs> um i mean like i mean you can just go to wikipedia and read his his story of you know being mm -hmm. the dude who's washing 
the director's car, you know, and, you know, telling people like, hey, you know, we like there are other characters like we could create like a and just being told like, no, that's stupid. And just like, OK, like hold on to that dream, man. You know, no, yeah, and just, I'm with you. Like, I mean, well, I'm going to do it one day. <laughs> Fuck all of you. <laughs> it's like our mutual friend who is working on a Marvel show, which is basically all I'm allowed to say. So I don't want to say anything more than that. But you know what I'm talking about. And he, the the way I'm like, you're so nice, you're so this, you're so that, and like that's that's what you have to be for that long term thing. And that's the thing you hear about Feige is he was so nice, he was so invested and so knowledgeable and so and hardworking and would do any crazy shift and do all the stuff. I'm like sometimes being a good worker and a good guy kind of pays off. I mean, you do have to. He obviously was in a much more privileged starting position, but yeah. still, like you still got to do those things. It's like Ryan Johnson. Truthfully, I hate how they've treated him mostly because he is such a nice guy. I don't care if you don't like the movie; he's just such a nice person. Be nicer to him, even if you didn't like the movie. I mean, the Cantabite stuff can go, but. I love Ryan Johnson. Every time he's just like, I I can be diplomatic and nice. And you just are like, let me just like poke at it. Yeah. I can't help it. Uh, Don't you just want to follow the air? You just want to scratch his little ears. He's got a big show, right? Coming. Yeah. With, uh, uh, what's her name from, um, I can picture her face. I can hear her voice. And now I can't think of her name. Good Lord. Natasha Leone. Yeah. Um, a procedural, like she's compared to, to Columbo. I'm in. So yeah. in. Uh, I, I, I still hope we get those Star Wars movies, but it feels like we probably won't. No, he just said just like a couple weeks ago. I think I even sent you the thing in an interview. Yeah, you did. I just, I'm not holding out hope. So that's fair. That's fair. And I'm. I, mean, I am looking forward to the, the Road Squadron thing. That teaser is still maybe the greatest fucking teaser I've ever seen in my life. It was definitely better than Wonder Woman 1984, which makes me less excited for that movie. <sighs> um, I'm not blaming her for that, though. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> okay. I don't blame her for the problems with the first movie, but when they're repeated and worse in the second... <laughs> so yeah i don't know there's just a here's my thing right rogue squadron it's a lot of opportunities right a lot of things you could do so many possibilities one row in 1984 a lot of possibilities so many things you could have done and she did that <laughs> so i'm just saying um, we'll see we'll see I hope she gets a great cast. That's really what I want. I hope she gets a bunch of Chris Pines. <laughs> all the Chris's. Just Rogue Squadron with all the Chris's. We could kill them off in order of who wins some sort of poll, like they did Robin, one of the Robins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the, like, rank the Chris's, and the ranking is the order in which they die, and the winner lives on for the sequel. I mean, shit, man. A Star Wars movie with Chris Pratt, Chris Pine. Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, um, Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> Why not, right? Um, That's pretty good. 
I'm just saying. I was thinking, what's a Chris that's better than Pratt? <laughs> that's what came to mind. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 the trailer's great, though, and I love her passion for it. It seemed more passionate than anything I've seen her do about Wonder Woman, and she seemed pretty passionate about Wonder Woman. Um, I think... I, I don't know. I, I would love to know the story behind the Wonder Woman stuff. Like... Was she just uh, like it feels like Raimi in Spider Man Three, where he's just like whatever, man. I'll just do your movie. Just fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell. It's hard to like, tell. Like this is not what I wanted. Y'all interfered with the first movie. Fine. This is the script y'all like. This is the script we'll do. Whatever. There's parts of Wonder Woman 1984 that they're pretty good. Yeah, the ending, man. So good. Those credits. So good. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't dislike it that much, but it was so mediocre. That was my problem. Like, I feel strongly about how mediocre it was. Yeah, it was pretty. <sighs> yeah, mediocre is a good word. So I even like Pedro. I think Pedro was doing some fun stuff, but he just honestly it's like batshit insane in that movie. He just yeah. it's like it's like it's like, it was like the George Lucas school of directing. Like, what's he doing? I don't know. Tell him to do it louder and just bigger <laughs> so and he's great at that but I don't know. yeah we'll see but no yeah i'm i'm still excited for it. are you kidding me it's a star wars movie i'll be there opening day mask or no mask <laughs> <laughs> the um, only movies worth getting covered for well i actually have taken ezra to the movies uh twice in the last three weeks i haven't told really? anybody this yeah um because you can see the capacity and as you drive by the theater by our house, there's typically only like eight cars in front and there's a movie playing in 14 theaters and there's only eight cars, right? You can kind of predict where people are at. And so I took them to Tom and Jerry cause it was on HBO max. So I knew like nobody's going to be in there. And sure enough, there was one other family like, and we just sat on opposite ends of the theater and uh, basically they were up high into the left and I was down low into the right and you know never cross paths and i just ezra was desperate to get back into the theater and him wanting to go back was really like it was killing me and so i just did it and then it went really well so i waited a week on raya the last track and the last dragon did the same thing and had the same experience and it i was cannot awesome. get any of the kids interested in watching that movie it's like asian lord of the rings they said it looks like Moana. We already saw Moana. <laughs> I was like, it's got a dragon in the title. It's nothing like Moana, really, truthfully. There's a couple cool songs, but it's not even it's not a musical in that way. Um, no, yeah, it's nothing like Moana. It's super actiony, like it's really, really actiony. Um, Ezra loved it. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good. Um, Kelly Marie Tran was great. Very heroic sounding. Um, no, it was really cool. But it's very much like Asian Lord of the Rings light. And it was fun. I recommend it. I'm glad I went to see it in the theater. Just to see a movie on the big screen. But then and we're going to do Godzilla vs. Kong um, next weekend. Everybody is so hyped for it. And I'm just not. I have watched the entire Godzilla Criterion box set in the last 14 days with Ezra. Um, I don't, have I told you this that I'm doing that we did this? No. 
so Ezra has now seen his first two black and white movies. Um, because it's Criterion, they only include the dubs if they're good. So therefore, there's only like five movies that are dubbed. So out of the like 15 or 16 movies in the set, I had to read the subtitles to him. Like I had to act it out so he knew what was going on. And so he's done now done like eight subtitle movies. Um, That's fun. You should have videotaped that. Hell no. Um, Those will be my memories and his memories. Nobody else needs that in their life. Um, At least I don't need that in anybody else's life. And um, and now there are kids making a mint on YouTube just opening blind bags. (laughs) Yeah, you could have put that up. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna do that. But um, my kid's cuter than all those kids. I know I can make some money. We're just not gonna do it. Um, But now we've watched the 2014 Godzilla. We're almost done with Godzilla King of the Monsters. the one from 2019. Then we're going to watch Kong Skull Island. Um, and I've got the original Mothra movie. Because I've now learned there's all these things I didn't know existed. And there's three Mothra movies that follow it. So I've got those four. Because he loves, loves Mothra. Especially because of the tiny ladies that come along with Mothra. I don't know if you know much about Mothra. But there are two Asian. Tiny, yeah. And they're like, they're like twins. And Ezra um, clearly has an affection for women of a different complexion than him. It's comical because he doesn't say hey to random strangers that are kids, but if they're at the park and there's like a girl that is not white, he'll stop and go, hi, 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 hi. (laughs) And so his love of these ladies is not very surprising, but is very, very hysterical. And but because they come with Mothra, Mothra is his favorite. And so we're going to watch the old Mothra movies after we catch up with these, um, probably before next weekend. And then we'll go watch Godzilla versus Kong. So I am super hyped because Ezra is going to lose his mind because of the way he loses his mind at home. It's going to be we're going to be those people that people hate in the theater because my son is going to go. He is going to scream the Godzilla scream just like he does at home every time Godzilla roars. <laughs> um, did you let him watch the Roland Emmerich Godzilla? No, it, honestly, for a time. At some point, he's going to watch them all. I found, I not found, but I bought Godzilla 1984, which is sort of the pickup after where the box set ends, um, or in terms of like a reboot. Um, and then I bought Shin Godzilla because I've heard really good things, and so I want to have that because eventually he'll want to see it but I don't my understanding is he's not old enough to see that one um, and so but no we haven't done the role in Emmerich he's seen it like the picture of it because it's like it's on Amazon like you can so we're watching the digital copy of Godzilla because someone scratched the crap out of my Godzilla Blu-ray um, from the 2014 one but I had the digital copy so we're watching that but you can see all the things so he was sliding through all the covers and he was like what's this one because he looks a little different than in anything else um, and so I was just tell him it's one that came out in the 90s and daddy saw it at a birthday party, which is true, um, and never saw it again. But no, Adam, we will eventually. I don't know when, though. I feel like I have to pre-screen that one because of who it is and when it was made. Because the other ones, they're all the rest of them are just so ultimately silly. Yeah. So there is the one, like, at the end of the box set, like, 
they just decided to have the bad guys have pictures of naked ladies like in the like the back of their truck. And I was like, what? After all these movies, like I haven't had to worry about anything. And you got like naked ladies hanging out, which is not some huge deal. You don't like it wasn't like cover your eyes. But I was just like, I feel like there's a shift here where the company was losing control of what they were doing. <laughs> but because um, they're all like the rest of them are all like very family, silly, goofy. And like in that one, like someone gets like shot in the face and like <laughs> bloodied. And it was very dark. Um, anyway. That's all I got. I think I'm getting too tired to keep going. <laughs> I mean, we have been talking for two hours. Well, I'm glad we did. Me too. Um, don't post this tomorrow because my mom might hear it and then get it ruined before I talk to her. I'm just kidding. She's never going to. She doesn't know how to podcast. <laughs> um, I mean, at my, my rate, um, there's no telling when I would post it. Um, mm-hmm. Probably next week sometime. That's fine. I'm not worried about it. It's just a joke. I I didn't say congratulations. I I think I just said good when you told me. You did. It was really like, oh, that's that's how you respond to every bit of good news I have lately, Logan. Every bit. So I'm like, okay, yeah, that's how he responds. It's just in person instead of text. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. You're not even going to address it. You're like, I'm not going to say anything. Nah. Okay, Teddy. That one's just for me and you. Uh, no one should have ever let me watch that show. It's we so have good. Ten seasons, man. We've watched all ten seasons at this point. We're like, on to the next. It's just so good. It's, 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 it nev- it's never perfect. falls off. Yeah. It's a perfect... Like, I can watch it intently. I can watch it casually. Like, I can, it, it just, you know, I can rewatch it endlessly because there's always something I missed. You know, a visual joke or a, just an audio cue that was like, oh, yeah, I didn't notice that. So. If you haven't yet, I highly recommend The Great North. Some of the people from Bob's made it. It's yeah, really sweet. Very sweet. I, it is. It's. Almost annoyingly sweet. Oh, you cynic, you. Yeah. We um, need that. The world needs that a little bit, buddy. That's my there, thing. I think yeah. it's good for us right now. There's. So do you, you have Apple Plus? Uh, yeah, I do. Have you watched Central Park? No, it's on my radar, but I haven't watched it. Check it out. Is it a musical? Yes. That's what no. I thought. Okay, I mean that's fine. It's not all. That's music, not a detriment. But, but I just does curious. have music moments. Um, it's, I think it's better than than Great North, and it, it's definitely a, uh, you know, a Bob's Burgers esque kind of sensibility. So I, I'm, I think it's the same guy. Did you watch Ted Lasso? Oh yeah. Did we talk about that? I don't remember if we talked about it. God, man, that's. Yeah, the... I watched it from day one. That's the COVID vaccine we all need. That's like... I almost spent $130 on a tin of tea that the Ted Lasso PR people sent out to people. (laughs) As like a promo thing. But it was... I was like, I just want that little tin because it's it's just... That show makes me so happy. And of course I didn't because I'm not a... Well... 
honestly, because I don't have enough money to spend $130 on a tin of tea. Otherwise, I just wouldn't. There's really nothing else that stopped me from doing that except how financially impractical it was. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I would have. I love that show, and I love Bill Lawrence. Um, but yeah, I definitely would have been like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, no. Now, they, they did send out a huge, um, like, for your consideration thing like a big box of stuff just recently. And I was like, uh-huh, I want all of that. So I've been watching to see if that pops up online and then I'll buy it because I'm stupid. <laughs> uh, Young Rock. You should watch Young Rock. What's that on? Um, it's on Hulu. Is it crazy? It, uh, no, it, oh. it's, it is about Dwayne The Rock Johnson. About oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Not it's, seen the show, but I've seen the picture. It's better than it has any right to be. Is it better than Young Sheldon, which I've also never watched, but have yes. judged completely? <laughs> no, it is. It is a. It it is a network version of Ted Lasso. Huh. Well, that's very intriguing. So, like, it's very hopeful. It's very. It. it lacks the bite that Ted Lasso has. Like the the there's some negative stuff that happens, but they don't dwell in it. It's always just like, well that's a lesson learned. So that's one like that's a very network kind of thing. Like you can't bad stuff happen. They have to learn a lesson. So um but it is it is so good. It's funny, it's uh hopeful. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think you dig it. So also they do this thing where they flash between periods of his life and when so his family's so steeped in wrestling mm-hmm. that rather than like avoid that and just like talk around like uh those old wrestlers they went in and cast people to play those parts and it is fucking brilliant like huh. There's this dude that just shows up as Randy, uh, Macho Man Savage. No and, way. I mean, it's just like, it, it's so good. There's a great scene in the la- this last episode where, it, I guess it's sometime in the 80s. Um, so three-way calling has just become a thing. Mm-hmm. And his mom is calling, trying to track down his dad at a wrestling convention. Mm-hmm. So she like calls the Wild Samoans because they're his uncles. And they're like, we don't know where he is, but we think... Uh, uh, Macho Man knows, so they loop him in, and so he's on the three-way call, and then he doesn't know, so like they loop Andre the Giant in, and the dude that plays Andre the Giant is so fucking good, so funny, um, and, and it's just all, it's so authentic and so sweet, and just uh, it's great. I think you'd like it. Okay, I'll check it out. That's yeah. awesome. I'm it's also go. I'm getting super tired. I'm like fading right. really hard. <laughs> I can so like the Rock is running for president in the show too. So. Oh, because oh, he's waiting to do that in about eight years. Yeah, I mean, it it seems like this show is built around like he's going to run for president. So when he become when he runs for governor of somewhere, we know what the future looks like. I'm just saying, I, that will get me to vote. Mm-hmm. I will vote for the Rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's a. It's, anyway, that's a whole other thing. Have a good night, sir. Everyone <laughs> else, have a better tomorrow. I'm exhausted. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>